chakra work helps your sanity because you're doing these things in pieces. Think about how hard it is to do everything all at once. That's exhausting and insane on top of the oppression that we experience on a day-to-day -day basis from work, home, society, the police. Like imagine all of that and you're over here trying to work on yourself, which is why people don't do it. Not that they just don't do it because they don't understand it. They don't do this work because it's hard. Hey everybody, welcome back Soulful Ratchet. It is Boo Bay with The Balance. I missed y'all by the way. Hey y'all, it's Sister Love. We so happy to have you back. <laughs> we grateful to our co-host that was able to fill in for you. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, again, what's up Buttercup? Boop. Guess what, Soulful Ratchet? We got a special guest. Yep, it's Miss London. We are so happy to have you, honey. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. Okay, so we decided to have you because um, recently I've been getting into meditation and um, trying to figure out what's the best meditation method for me. I know it's different ways. It's different things. Um, some people do the chakra meditations and some people do, um, what was I just reading where they found their soul animal? They kind of mm -hmm. gas them and do di different mm -hmm. things like that. And um, when I found out about the chakras, it was so interesting to me, like the different levels of the body, your crown and your throat. I was like, okay. <laughs> so I was like, I want to, you know, discuss it. I want to learn more about it because... I, when I imagine this, I imagine having control and awareness of all of those things will empower me to such a level. You know what I mean? Yeah, it absolutely will. It's so taboo, though. Like, I got to tell you, a lot of people are like, don't do it and don't talk about it. And I'm yeah. like, from what I'm reading, it doesn't seem like anything negative. I don't feel I don't. It doesn't sound like I'm going to be invoking mm -hmm. anything right. or you know what I mean? Well, some people are afraid to learn about new things because be, because we're afraid that if it if it's not coming from the Western culture and the religion that we have been um, socialized to understand and not our path that we think, oh, this must be wrong or it must um, like counteract or cancel out our religion. And in fact, learning about chakras, learning about meditation, it could enhance the religion that you're already in. It's not essentially a religious, it's not a religion itself, it's not a religious practice. Um, it's literally about energy and we'll get more into that. Right. I mean, and I really can follow that because this, this is what I've learned through meditation. It has brought me a level of self-awareness. Mm -hmm. So before something irritates me or something takes me to that level, I can see it is going to take me to that level. It's, and it brought it has brought me to a place of self-control. Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I'm not reactive like I just try to get people to be less reactive kind of thing so what it actually did what I don't call I'm, I would call I'll call myself a non-traditional Christian mm -hmm. but what it actually did was give me way more empathy for my people like people even people that I don't know like that meditation and that peace that I have over myself I now express and show more love good you know what I mean so yeah. I can see how you know, learning about my chakras is going to enhance that even more, you know? It, it definitely, it will and it can for anyone who allows for that. If you're close to it, then you're just going to be close to it, you know? And that's, 
that's fine too. I think once you get your um, once you get your place, once you get yourself to a place of alignment, you are less attached to outcomes of other people. You just let people live their lives, you know, because you're really just trying to be on your own path and walk and live your own life. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. So tell us a little bit about your background. How did you even start learning about, um, I know you're a yogi, but <laughs> <laughs> start with chakras and everything. Yeah. I got to tell you too, you are so like leveled out, like, yeah, like I got a, like a hippie vibe. <laughs> Thank you. I have totally changed as a person. Uh, yeah. I used to be a very intense person, yeah. very much like, this is the way that Jesus said that this must go and you've got to live like this. Otherwise, you're all going to right Mm. and so now I'm very much into um some things happened in my life where I had to change um my way of thinking and so I'm very much into like wow um you should you should really work on your own walk with God and uh finding out what you need to do to make sure you're your healthiest self um so a little bit about my background I am right now working on my master's in um counseling and I feel like I've always been someone that has been interested in healing and counseling and people always come to me for things. And so in counseling, they talk a lot about self-care. So you've got to figure out what um, can you be doing to make sure that you're taking care of yourself so that you can counsel others. And for me, the path has been, I stumbled upon uh, yoga. I started going with my sister and then I became extremely consistent about it because the yoga that I go to is on the south side of Chicago. It's done by a, by a black woman and it's free. So for me, I'm a very cheap person. So I'm like, <gasps> free? Okay, I'm going. Mm-hmm. And then I had no idea how it was going to really changed my life. Even I went through an injury where I broke my ankle and my leg and going to yoga helped me heal faster. The surgeons were like, wow, like everything is happening a week before the timeline that we set for you. And a lot of it was because of the work that I was doing in yoga. Um, So the yoga that I go to is called soul healing yoga. She's not about just like up dog, down dog, you know, it's not just the poses she's about making it a part of um your life so her name is stacy patrice she has a website stacypatrice.com i'm not going to pretend like all of this is from me no um, we everything we have we've learned or you know what from I mean? someone mm-hmm. right so i'm give i'm imparting the knowledge that i've gotten from my teacher mm-hmm. and so she decided to do a seven month yoga series connected to the chakras and i remember the first class she said what do you know, what does everyone know about chakras? And I'm like, I don't know anything about this except there's a third eye, and I've been taught that the third eye is demonic. <laughs> and I was like, but if that's not true, I'd like to understand how how I got to that thinking and what is true. And she's like, I'm glad you asked that. She was like, that's going to happen a few months from now. you got a while to learn that information. So I had to learn to be patient, which is not my strong suit. But anyway. So it was weekly classes? Weekly classes. And it went seven months. That's a seven long time. Seven months of, of going That's through course, yeah. each chakra. And there are seven chakras. And what chakras are are energy centers in your body that you want to have in alignment. So it's just an easy way of understanding how to get your soul in order. So, again, seven energy centers in the body, and it's best to go from the bottom up. So there's Mm -hmm. the root chakra, 
which is on the bottom, and that is the color red, you would consider that earth. So the root chakra, is that at like the base of your spine or something like yes, that? Yes, and I'm going to go through, so I'm just going to tell you what all the chakras are, and then I'll go through where they're located. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, yeah. And their colors, okay. Yep. So think of the root chakra as earth, then the sacral chakra, you're going up and that's orange, and that um, is considered water. Solar plexus chakra is considered fire, that's yellow, which would be in the middle. Then you get to the heart chakra, air, that can be considered pink and or green. The throat chakra is light blue, and that's connected to sound. And then the third eye chakra is indigo that's connected to light and then the crown chakra is connected to thought and have you guys heard of any of these before i have yeah i have um the only one that i really i think was the crown which my understanding is is about wisdom and consciousness Mm -hmm. and that kind of thing and that I do have a question, but I guess you'll get to that. You'll break us down, like, as far as, like, strengthening chakras and that absolutely, kind of thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. So mm-hmm. we're going to talk all about that. Yeah, and about I'm you. into it, so I'm just, like, okay. Just learning. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right. So each chakra has poses, nutrition, aromatherapy, sounds, and colors, and even crystals that accompany the chakra. So you can – I didn't always use the crystals. I would add crystals in as time went on. So let's go on and talk about the root because I – it's best to start from the bottom up because the root is your foundation. And so anyone will tell you if you don't have your foundation right, you can't do anything up here in the light chakras. So these are the the ones that you're able to control most yourself. And so that is uh, signified by red. It's about self-preservation, grounding, stability, home, safety, your foundation. So having accidents often relates to not being physically rooted, and it's hard to sway and influence a rooted person. So the root chakra is in the perineum and pelvic floor, to answer the question you were asking earlier. So when you squeeze down there, you should feel where that is located, and you want to feel grounded and safe. So there's a healed root chakra, and then there's, or an open root chakra, and then there's a deficiency. So a root chakra deficiency can look like poverty. So wait, repeat that. So it states that your chakra could be in, you're saying. Yeah, the so state, it could be healed. It can be healed um, in a good state, or it can be, a, you can have a root chakra deficiency. Deficiency, or a, okay. A deficiency of any of the chakras. Mm-hmm. So a deficiency can show up as poverty lack of control, a sense of loss, anxiety, depression, and sometimes to survive, which I found interesting because I remember being in this state, we find someone to provide for us. It can be our spouse, the government, our family, someone who has their root chakra figured out, and and that's how we survive because we have to have it. And so you can also have an overactive root chakra. It can come across as selfish, not wanting to share your resources. And so Essentially, the goal of any chakra is to have it balanced. So you don't want to be out of whack where you have an overactive root chakra and you got all of your stuff together, but you don't know how to share with people. Or um, you're just really just taking care of yourself. Like, I'm grounded, but I'm afraid to lose balance, so I can't help you, you know. And we know people like that. And then, again, you can have the deficient root chakra where you're just like, 
I have no foundation. I can't figure my life out. And so the chakra helps you to consider. You, for me, ever since I learned about chakras, I, I try to look at them all and think, which one needs work? You know, you will see as you work on them one by one, oh, okay, I got my root chakra intact. Now let me go up. So once you've got that one intact, do you have any more questions about root before I move on? Well, I think I want to clarify what chakras is. Mm-hmm. So if we backing up, my understanding of chakras is about energy and how they flow through your body. Exactly. The goal would be is to align them almost like milestones in your mm-hmm. body. Okay. Yes. So the goal would be to align them and get them as strong as possible to make you as powerful as a whole. Exactly. And because you are a spiritual or divine being or energy being, you have to align your spirit to be at your highest. That's absolutely right. That is absolutely right. So chakras are energy centers and so your whole body is controlled through energy so you hear people saying that like oh i don't like that energy or she has good energy and so essentially what you're doing is breaking up the energy in your body as and so the way they're doing it is by calling it these chakras right and then giving it these colors giving it attributes and then um, following the nutrition that will go with it. So with root chakra, you would eat things that are red and that Girl, are earth centered and I can't beans. Yes, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. So um, there's so much beyond it, and I'm I caution myself not to speak for two hours. So yeah, like, I know what I'm you gonna mean. give you the basis. But right. yeah. So basically, um, so now because I'm trying to understand it too on a deeper level, and mm-hmm. I'm just because it's so for ratchet. I mean, yeah. the people you listening to ratchet, but we so for we getting better. <laughs> so it is a color, right? Mm-hmm. And then color. it is so even if as far as like making it stronger, we would actually consume red items. Yeah, things that are of the earth. It's not. It's not always going to be exactly red, mm-hmm. but you'll think of things that are grounding red um or things that are heavy essentially comfort foods that you can think of that are just uh that give you a sense of grounding that give you a sense of stable nutrition typically things you eat around the the fall and the winter time right so um oftentimes the red things the earth things uh that help you with that mm-hmm. so yeah so there's nutrition there are grounding poses connected to the root chakra so um even downward facing dog or warrior poses or triangle poses, those, the ones that you have to really plant your feet in um, are root chakra poses. And you want to stay in those for as long as possible to get your foundation right. Cause mountain pose, like it helps you getting those poses, right? The foundational poses helps you to be able to get in crow and do a headstand. Um, yeah. So those are your for everybody that's listening is like, what? Mm-hmm. Those are yoga poses. Mm-hmm. And hopefully Sheree can manage. She's been real busy. So maybe she can manage to put up pictures and poses and stuff like that. I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I can definitely send you some. Yeah. Yeah. I can send you all some material that because it's, it's good to be able to look. This is it's interesting listening to mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but. Um, the visuals around this stuff is amazing. It makes it all make sense. There are infographics online that'll say, this is how you hear your root chakra. And it'll tell you like, this is what you eat. These are the poses. This oh, is the color. Yeah. These are affirmations. There, there are things um, that if you're doing all these things at once, you'll get the healing quicker. Um, what we would do in classes, we would meditate. 
on the root chakra. So she would say, okay, during your meditation, I want you to visualize the color red and I want you to see it in your pelvic floor. And eventually it would get to the point where I could see colors. I was like, what's wrong with me? That I'm like, when I close my eyes, I can see a color before she'd even say it when I when I started working on the other chakras and getting up higher. And I started doing some research and it was like, oh, this means that that chakra is open. Like mm-hmm. you're doing the work, it's working for you. And this is how you'll know your chakra is healed when you start seeing the colors without them, without this being asked of you. Wow. Yeah. So with the meditation, it, I was having bursts like of a... lights in my meditation. It was amazing. It was beautiful to see. Yeah. It sounds yeah, like, like it. Yeah. So with the meditation, it's like uh, you would be envisioning a light in that specific area. That area, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yep. Okay. And that's what helps you to focus. It's all about focusing um, mm-hmm. in your meditation and on that part of your body. So I'm going to move on to the next chakra. Okay. The next one is the sacral chakra. It's orange. It's about self-gratification. So it's right below your be- belly button. And this is what they would consider the sweetness of life. It's all about pleasure and joy and feeling. This is your creative and sensual energy. This is where this is connected. And you want to make life pleasurable and more beautiful. And society teaches us to close the second second chakra because we think, oh, this is about sex. And that's not... Yes and no. Like, this is not necessarily true, but sex is a part of how God made us. Like, this is important. Pleasure Mm -hmm. is important in every phase of life. And so we are, we have to caution ourselves not to overindulge. So this chakra is really important. So an underactive sacral chakra will show up as insecure and shy, not expressing your sensual self. An overactive can be hedonism or sexual addiction. So sacral is about understanding yourself intimately. I've spent a lot of time in the sacral chakra being a single woman and trying to make sure that I don't put my sacral chakra in the hands of somebody else and figure out how to take care of myself Mm -hmm. and understanding myself intimately. I feel like I got my sacral intact. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you can also express your sacral chakra without sex. You can do this with conversation. You can do it with touch, erotica. Can you think of like ways you could probably express Express your sensuality without sex. Hmm. I don't know. I was about to say phone sex. I think that's the <laughs> no. I think I mean phone sex is part of it. Of course, like that's part of expressing your sensual sexual self. Like you can certainly do it, but there are plenty of ways to express your sensuality without having sex. And you all know this, yeah. So that would be your sacral chakra your pleasure principle if anything so you want to think the color orange above your pelvis where your belly button is you want to eat foods that are connected to the sacral chakra you're going to eat oranges you're going to um eat you think of peaches nectarines and all those things right so that's sacral I'm going to move on to solar plexus, which is where I'm working right now for myself. And you'll find out why. This is characterized by the color yellow. It's all about self-definition. It is the energy of self. This is your chakra related to willpower. It causes us to investigate what we cannot see, what makes you act the way you act. So an overactive solar plexus uh, must always compete to win and overachieve. An underactive solar plexus is when you wonder 
why the world isn't taking care of you um, without you taking any action on your own. You have no drive, you have no purpose, you have no integrity, you're bitter, you're giving up. So a healthy solar plexus acknowledges what is sovereign to you. You know why you're here. You understand your rage. You understand what makes you shine. You just really understand yourself. So this is connected to ego, identity, and how you thrive. So it's about how action aligns with your being. And I remember my yoga instructor saying, people do yoga to cultivate the rage. Like you have rage inside of you, especially us um, in the black community. There's a lot to be mad about. And you've got to figure out how to deal with that. And so that's part of the reason I do yoga because I'm often upset like, mm-hmm. at what I'm seeing happening to our people. The solar plexus governs how who we are shapes what we're doing. So, yeah, so you want to think about the color yellow and, and foods that align with, with yellow poses in yoga that would uh, draw out your willpower and so for me lately I've been doing a lot of journaling for me solar plexus has been about sacrifice so I'm in a season of sacrifice where I can't in order for me to have the will to do the things that I need to do I have to give up some of the things I have to give up a little of my sacral sacral chakra and overindulge in everything and everything being about pleasure and I got to be locked up in the room doing what I got to do and just you know, driving it out. It's it's kind of connected to like when you're in school and you're like, I got to get this A. I got to do what it takes to get to make this happen. I'm sorry, y'all. I can't go out and play. Mm-hmm. Right. So does that make any sense? It's all mm-hmm. the okay, cool. Moving on to the heart chakra. I live in the heart chakra because I'm a cancer. And at first I hated it. <laughs> like I'm like, why? Um, but I'm <laughs> learning to accept that part of me. I will say that my heart chakra is almost always open and I have had times when it was, if anything, it has almost always been before I was single or decidedly single, it has always been overactive and I'll go into that. So this is characterized by green or pink. It's about self-acceptance. So the heart chakra is where purpose meets what you do for a living. The heart chakra is where you connect to your soul. It's about unconditional love. And it's important to note right here that if you haven't done your lower chakra work underneath this chakra, it's going to make your heart chakra deficient. You're not going to be able to work on your heart chakra if you haven't worked on the other things. Um, that's why I said in the beginning of this is make sure you start at the bottom. Don't come in here talking about let me work on my crown. Um, you won't even be able to open it. So... This is the first chakra that leads you to your light body, what they, what they call in meditation. You're working on your divine self more than your physical self. You're working on your light body. So a deficiency can show up like looking stuck, not wanting to try new things. Overactive can be overloving to the point where you can't see objectively. Um, you're obsessed with this person. Um, off balance looks like jealousy loneliness balance feels like love joy gratitude compassion your heart chakra depends on your own definition of worthiness your capacity to love all things good or bad so I can say when I was married my heart chakra was all about this person and making sure that I was doing everything that he wanted me to do like I didn't even know who I was because I was just like 
don't leave me. Um, if anything, I'm projecting rejection. I'm like, if if I do this, if I do these things, will you will you love me forever? You said you would, but I don't really believe you. Let me do these things. And so I was over loving and not really thinking about the worthiness of myself. So now I'm like, I realized recently when I was preparing for this podcast and was going over the chakras again that I'm like, oh, wow, my heart chakra is where it needs to be because for once I am single and happy. I don't feel lonely being single. I don't feel like, oh man, I wish somebody would come. To, if anything, I have to, I have to figure out how to let someone in again because I'm just so much enjoying myself. Mm. It's kind of weird. It seems like to it, it's a lot to do with um, self-worthiness and uh, self-love as well. Yeah, yeah. Like if you love yourself, imagine how you're able to love other people. Mm-hmm. Like if you take care of other people the way you take care of yourself, you know, you do the things, you do the things for others what you would do for you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful thing to have your have that part of your energy intact. And I'm also free of expectation of others. I don't have any expectation of how someone should treat me, mm. how someone should love me. I have every expectation of how some how I treat myself. And if they're not if you're not treating me the way I would treat myself, then I make decisions about whether or not you work if I can have your energy with me. So I'm like, "Oh, it doesn't matter what you do. It matters how I feel about what's happening here." And I'm like, "Hmm, that don't work with my energy. You got to go. I'm sorry. It's not personal. Energy is not personal." and that's why it's that helpful is. to work on your chakras people yes well, <laughs> like take so things funny. one at a time that's why i think i'm like if i once i have i have to start like actually focusing on my chakras and doing it because i'm probably gonna be a beast out here yes like, you will because i literally my motto right now is i don't take anything personal i do not mm-hmm. try to control nor predict what you're gonna do i send my prayer is to handle it according when it comes to me, I hope I have the sanity to preserve myself and my own peace. Right. And if that's to remove you, then that is just to remove you. Absolutely. And it is not personal. Absolutely. <laughs> Chakra work helps helps your sanity because you're doing these things in pieces. Think about how hard it is to do everything I'm talking about all at once. Let me work on my root and my foundation. Now I got to work on my creativity. Now I got to work on my willpower. And you're trying to do all of these things at the same time every day? That's exhausting and insane on top of the oppression that we experience on a day-to-day basis from work, home, society, the police. Like, imagine all of that and you're over here trying to work on yourself, which is why people don't do it. Not that they just don't do it because they don't understand it. They don't do this work because it's hard. Like, this is, I tell people all the time when I'm working with them in counseling, I'm like, thank you for taking yourself on because this is hard work. I think that's a good point, though. It does kind of give you milestones and steps, you know, because mm-hmm. when you look at yourself as a whole, it's like, oh. right. You always think you're a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you always think you're a mess. And you're really not. It's just pieces of you'd be surprised what pieces of you you already have figured out. And sometimes what we do is we have one thing figured out. And so we just keep working in that one area because that's easy. We already know we can we got our root figured out. We got our foundation. I got my foundation figured out, so let me help everybody else with their foundations, you know? It's like, no, now move up to the next thing, right? Take yourself on. So the next one is the throat chakra. Um, this one is light blue. 
it's about it's about self-expression so the throat chakra is listening as much as it is expressing and when I was doing the throat chakra for the first time something said to me it is now time for you to listen because I am a talker like I can talk you to your blue in the face no one intended and um when I would go to my class the first hour of class is us speaking and sharing before we go into meditation and so I would always have Whatever the question was, I would always raise my hand. I would always have something to say. So it got to the point where my yoga instructor was like, London, why am I not hearing from you? And I'm like, I'm supposed to hold the space right now. Like the spirit, spirit has told me, or you might call it the Holy Spirit. I could call it that too. Spirit has told me, you need to listen. This, is, this time, this month is about you listening. And imagine like the things that opened up for me when I could actually actively listen, actively hear what's going on around me and what people are saying and what people actually mean. I'm like, hmm, I'm going to take a time because people need you to hold the space for them. Sometimes all they want is for someone just, uh, to, listen. To, just to listen. Oh, I struggle with that. You do. <laughs> but those I make the best friends it's great when you have a friend who can listen and as a cancer who is always talking i have an aries rising we're going to that another day i'm always kind of just spitting fire talking 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 i collect people i learned i was like why are all my friends in libras i would realize that around october september i was always broke and that was because i was always buying birthday gifts for a bunch of people's birthdays around the same time I'm like everybody's a Libra around me. It's because Libras are the best listeners. They can just sit there, nothing bothers them, and they just listen, you know. And they, for them, with their throat chakras, they're going to have to learn how to talk, right? So throat chakra, you'll find um, your throat chakra is telling you something when you <laughs> are clearing your throat. Like, <clears throat> when you know. are married to Libras, they didn't get that memo. <laughs> <laughs> But that might be a good thing. Libras who can open up to you, that means that they might hold you in high esteem, that they mm-hmm. actually feel that they can talk to you. That's another thing. In the throat chakra, you want to avoid flakiness. You want to speak up and express that you don't know how to do something, for example. Um, a balanced throat chakra is expression without worrying about what others think. Also, health issues can be related to emotional trauma and bottling things in sometimes we don't talk and then next thing you know you not being able to speak up for yourself things start you start having physical ailments um related to those things so you sometimes you have to research and look back into your past and figure out why don't i speak up for myself um you want to drink lots of water eat more soup um those are the foods associated with the throat chakra because you want to moisturize this chakra so yeah, so what? Where would you say, both of you? Where do you think you are with your throat chakra? Oh well, I, we my throat chakra is unbalanced, and the reason why I would say that is because, or I guess a deficit, because I express myself. Mm-hmm. I don't really hold anything back um, as far as that go. I have a hard time listening just to listen mm-hmm. and not listen to respond. Mm-hmm. Even if it's mm-hmm. too advice, I listen so that I can have advice or some kind of mm-hmm. response to add to you, but I'm listening to respond, not mm-hmm. just to listen. 
And I would say that that's been pressed upon me. Like people will call me and be like, well, I didn't call you just so you could sit there, you know? So it works both ways, but Mm -hmm. I have to do better with just listening. Yeah. You know? No, I understand that completely. When I was doing this work, I realized I'm like, people always want my opinion. They always want me to say, what, London, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think? And it's because that's the way I express myself in, in my throat chakra. So when I started being quiet, it freaked so many people out, like not just in yoga, but everywhere. I would do it at work, and they're like, speak up. What do you think? We're waiting. <laughs> you know? And mm-hmm. I'm like, no, I'm actually doing an exercise right now in this work. What about you? I think I'm, I don't know if I'm balanced either. Like I, I listen, but I also, I don't know if I'm actively listening more, much as much as I'm hearing what you're saying. And then I'm, my response is like, ah, instead of more like a, I don't want to say that I'm a negative person because I'm not. I would just say it would be more like, well, you should have told her this mm. instead of just being like, well, maybe y'all had a misunderstanding and maybe y'all should have sat down and talked about it in this way. I'm more of like, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but see, and I maybe y'all should have sat down and had a more understanding, but I have to say maybe y'all should have, you know, like say she called me with uh, something going on, and I'm like, well, you probably could have did this a little bit better or sat down. She'll be like, I didn't call you for that. Yeah, you at know? that moment, that's not what I want to hear. I want to hear, I want her to hear what I was going just, on. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. And just listen. So at that no, moment, you don't want me to just listen. At that time, I do. Most of the time, she is irritated if I just listen. She thinks it's fake. <laughs> well, if she don't respond, mm-hmm. if she don't respond, yes. But at that moment, I want her to listen to what I'm saying because this is what it is. When we have a conversation, she never. I'm gonna go on record for saying she never agrees with me ever. <laughs> and I and I feel like this is true, Dorothy. You never. <laughs> no, never. see, I understand your point of view, but that's this- how she ever say. I understand what you're saying. But Connie was right. <laughs> no, and not Connie. Not, no, not you. Not that Chris. Connie was right, but just this is probably what she was thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, not that you came to a situation malicious. This is probably what you were thinking. And this is how it looked to you. So I understand it. But you know what I mean? But I have to just start listening to Cherie and don't respond. You know, like, or just listen. Like, well, oh, I, I want understand. you. I want to be clear, though. I want a response. But I... I think I want her to acknowledge my thoughts, not the other person. And that's what she normally do. She always say, well, oh, I understand what she's saying. I get what you're saying, but what she's saying, it makes more sense. Type not of more sense, but just it, but I, that's how it, it makes sense off. to me. And yeah. I also think that every grievance is brought to you for some kind of growth. If you don't figure out what you could have did wrong, and it is just a waste of a grievance. So I'm going to, I don't know if this I'm is I'm always gonna, right, I'm though. Gonna you, <laughs> I'm going to give you a counseling perspective, okay? <laughs> a way for, to help in these types of conversations is instead of telling someone what you think, ask them questions. So you say, when someone says something to you, you ask them, so why do you think that happened? Why do you think, like, what, do you, so what do you think, right, exactly. <laughs> what do you think she was trying to convey to you? She was she trying to be negative. Okay. And so like you ask that's certain how questions. <laughs> And then you ask, well, it, and then you start saying, is it possible that? 
could you consider this so that it does not come off as your opinion? That's how you help people. I'm like, okay, London. Go, <laughs> I know. You okay, are, London. <laughs> I've helped somebody with that recently where they're like. Oh, I'm going to try that yeah, though. I help somebody not think that I'm trying to tell them what to do. Mm. I'm trying to help them see different perspectives. So whatever your intention is, it's easier to get your intention across in a roundabout way by using questions instead of statements and comments because you want to make sure that the person that's speaking to you feels listened to. So sometimes you can um, respond back by saying, I heard what you're saying, and apparently you're saying you feel like this. Am I right? So this person made you feel like this. Is it possible? I would like that. I would like for her to no, do that No, you me. and Sonya would be like, and that's <laughs> it. Once you gotta, I, once you gotta I say teach how them. You gotta yeah. train once them I, to well, hear. Before, they be like, "Don't say no, but don't I'm say nothing." I'm gonna be else. more open to now after you tell me that you understand how I feel. They have and to that be. You, you know, people that come to you me, for acknowledgement. Then first. I'm gonna be. Re- I'm gonna be receptive. I, I acknowledge her first, didn't she? She said, "I yeah, understand but not in that way. This way is better. I like this way. Yeah, and then I'm gonna be more receptive to your opinion, girl. Her and you have a lot of counseling qualities. You have a lot of counseling abilities. You just need to know the techniques to strengthen your counseling abilities because people are going to continue to come to you. Yes. (laughs) They're going to continue to come to you. And they really value your opinion. Yeah, I like it. I mean, I like that. I think that way would be, I would be more open to whatever she had to say on the back end instead of being so like, you ain't listening to what I'm saying. You don't never listen to me. You know. The goal is to help your client Mm -hmm. see, at the end of the day, the goal is to help your client see it your way. Mm-hmm. But it it has to be, it cannot seem like, well, this is what you need to do, and this is why you were wrong, you know? I try my best, and I, do, <laughs> I say, I totally understand what you are saying. I but would, then you I have to ask questions. But. No, but you have to say, so, I understand what you're saying. Try to not say but. And then say, is it possible that, do you think that, Try to see, play devil's advocate and try to see why that person who offended her offended her. And then you try to get them to take on their own responsibility. Because it doesn't really matter what happened. It matters how you felt and what you're going to do about. I'm a very solution-focused theorist. So it's like, so what are we going to do next? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me too. And sometimes it can come off as, I don't care what you're talking about. I just want you to move on. <laughs> right? right. That's, not, that's not necessarily the case. That's the best uh, approach. Uh, right. I, that's how I feel, though. Like, okay, let's acknowledge that this has hit a nerve for us, and we're going to fix this right. because this way, you know? No, no, no. I, she, we hit a nerve because she's stupid. <laughs> First, she you don't know how to talk to people. And, and, they gotta, and they got to get through those feelings. And there's, there's, there's ways to do that. I just did that with a friend, and it's called the empty chair technique, where you just let them just throw all the things at that empty chair, which is the person that they're mad at. Like, yeah, talk to them. How, how does that make you feel? And then you go into the session. <laughs> yes. See, you got to let them Ray, get the feelings out. You have to purge. Big Ray just told me that, that for them – um, Cherie, Sonia, him, and mm-hmm. people like that. I don't allow them to 
be upset. You have to let people have I their do feelings. not allow them to be angry. They have to, they sometimes they want to be mad. Let mm-hmm. them be mad and then deal with it. Mm-hmm. I try to rush past that because right. I see them I wasting so much energy. Uh-huh. Like it, you know, I feel like she's like, I'm not tired at all. Like, <laughs> you got to let people get to, especially people who bottle things in. If she's not a direct person like you are. No, I'm she, very direct. Oh, you are very I direct? I bottle nothing up. <laughs> I take it, I, you say what? And then I'm going to be like, ah. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, he say I'm just trying to rush them. He just told me this that I'm trying to rush them past being mad. And sometimes uh-huh. people have to be mad. They, they have, to, have feel. to feel anger. You know, let them like, feel it. Then come back and talk to them. Or you right. know, they have to feel before no, they can rationalize. I, girl, I am upset with myself <laughs> if I allow myself to be mad. Same. That's how I operate. Mm-hmm. Everything is always circles. But even if. I don't want everyone to play the victim. I won't say it's my fault, but I always circle it back to me so mm-hmm. I can have my healing faster mm-hmm. because I don't have time to figure out why people did what they did. Like See, that's, that's a waste of my time. I had to figure out the difference but everybody between don't think like that and self-blaming. Yeah. That's so true. It's two different things. And one with not even, not even self-blaming, but figuring out what could you had changed or altered in your own behavior mm-hmm. so that you can avoid it or it go better the next time. And it is empowering because once you take responsibility, you can then fix it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then you demand from people after that. So both of you, after you've gotten it all out and you figured out the solution, it's also important to demand your respect and say, okay, so... The person who offended you, how are you going to make sure that they don't do it again? Sometimes this person's going to have to change how they communicate with you. You can't allow for them to communicate this way. And you have to tell them, hey, this happened and this doesn't work for me anymore. And this is all, it seems like we went off on a tangent, but we really are talking about the throat chakra. That's all throat chakra related. Telling people how to talk to you, how you communicate to people, how you listen. You know, all of that is throat chakra related. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Like us on Instagram. Comment. Make sure y'all give us y'all feedback. Email us if y'all have any questions. Soulfulratchet at gmail.com. And Dorothy? Don't forget to let your soul glow.